Today's guests are Summer Engman and Michael Rodriguez. Summer, if you haven't caught her before, I mean, she's a longtime friend of mine. She and I used to host a radio show together called The 60 Minute Orgasm back in Brooklyn. And um, the last time she was on the podcast, she and I were in Bali. We were hanging out. She had some new realizations about relationships, specifically around the topic of devotion. And it was something that moved me because it was like a new way of looking at relating that I hadn't thought about before. Meanwhile, during that time period, she was actually connecting with a guy over in New York. Basically, they, they tell the story a bit in the show. But from that podcast, she like the next day, she flew and met this guy. They got engaged. They moved in together. So I was really excited to meet up with them here in L.A. to see actually how this all played out. I mean, because Summer said some stuff that really changed how I've been perceiving relating to people and commitment and yeah, being in relationship with someone. And then I wanted to see how the relationship was. So we had a fun discussion. Micah drops a bomb towards the end, which I wasn't expecting at all, but it all made it all the more interesting. So I love these two people and this was a fun conversation. I also reveal a little bit more of my personal life, much to my squirmishness. But anyway, right now you're listening to episode 070, episode 70, Summer and Micah, Devotion and Practice. You're listening to the Rwando Podcast, part of the Gotham Podcast Studio Network in New York, New York. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate it wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we're here in Los Angeles, in the home of Summer Engman and Michael Rodriguez. Uh, for those listening, you may remember Summer from many other episodes, but the most recent one, six months ago, we had an episode on devotion. And I wanted to speak more on that because... Back then, you were speaking about a soon-to-start relationship, and now here you are, and here you're home. Yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm here with my fiance Micah, and last time I saw you, we were in Bali, and I was talking about, we were talking about devotion, and I was secretly referencing this man, who I had, <laughs> at the time, not met yet. Yeah. Well, so I was You guys met through Facebook or something. Yeah, right? we hadn't met, though, in person, okay, in person. And I was sort of embarrassed to be starting this relationship with this person who I had not met. So I didn't really say anything about him on uh-huh. the call, but he was a good Yeah. Well, person. it was interesting because I hadn't seen you. Well, I don't know. I hadn't seen you since Cuba and, like, whatever. I was, we were kind of hanging in Bali, and then you kept leaving the other room to Skype some guy in New York. I was like, okay. And then, like, three days later, you're like, yep, go to New York. See ya. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> sweet. Um, so anyway, I want to speak to you guys because um, that – episode had a big impact on the way I've been viewing relationships and devotion. I kind of wanted to see how it's been playing out in real life. Awesome. Well, we have like a lot of updates because uh, <laughs> we have gone through quite the ride. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, first, Micah, you just said um, you heard that episode. Uh, did you have any general feelings about what um, Summer said about relationship ideals before you guys were actually dating you know it's interesting because she said that it was about me and and as she mentioned earlier it actually wasn't and i kind of felt it was like that's interesting you know that it wasn't actually about me but in reality it was the energy that i felt from her was actually interesting and then i it was a little different for me whereas for her devotion i felt was for someone else at that time but it was intentionally meant for me. So I think yeah. I'm in a different... Well, the way I interpreted it was that like she had, Summer had learned that this is what relationship should be. And here she was going into relationship with you. Right. And that's what I took from it, at least. Yeah. yeah. Perception. I, I talked about this other person who I was like, I concluded a relationship with recently. Overtly, I talked about him on the podcast. And then I... Um, and then I didn't talk overtly about you because, like I said, I was embarrassed that I'm right, even starting right. this relationship with this person who I never met. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. But it was about you. Um, you want updates? 
Yeah, well, I mean, how has, I mean, because like from afar, I hadn't seen you since then from afar, it looked like this true love fairy tale story. And I was like, ah, oh, devotion, this must be the thing. This and, must be the thing. And so it's nice to see like what, what, what is, what is, yeah, just how it's been in practice and how, how has this been a real different relationship and all that stuff. I feel, I feel like right now we're talking about devotion as like this thing, like this sort of like idea and we're like referencing it, like uh -huh. sort of how people re reference like masculine and feminine and you're supposed to just like know what that means yeah. and be like, and then like you apply it like a formula to your life or something like, okay, devotion, add one scoop. <laughs> <laughs> one scoop of devotion. Yeah. And things will be better. Um, I, in my actual experience, um, devotion means that you, well, it means so many different things. The first thing that comes to mind for me right now is that it means that um, you have to be devoted to, so you have to um, juggle devotion to so many different things. You have to juggle between devotion to yourself, devotion, like, to, you know, like that, like growing through whatever you currently find to be like, you know, the last thing you want to be dealing with in a relationship or something mm -hmm. and like growing through it and seeing what your part is in it and seeing how you create that over and over again in your life. So there's like devotion to that thing in yourself, um, which I think maybe is like primary. And there's like de devotion to like God or spirit or the universe or whatever it is that like you seem to be called to do. And those things overlapped a little bit. So like so far what I'm talking about, it sounds like not being devoted to the other person at all, which I think in some ways is kind of, actually the case of how devotion works is that you're not just like I'm devoted to you because if you're just devoted to like another person you're basically like handing your life over to this other person yeah and you kind of called me out on that when I was like oh yeah to me devotion reminds me the word devotion reminds me of like sacrificing and anything for right. the person you're like oh that's not what it is and I was like what I mean I don't and that's what was like a new it was like kind of a reframe for me so, so yeah. can, can you like I don't know like maybe ground the idea because like because like I can give you a con like concrete example where like there have been times in our relationship we've got like we went through a lot of stuff that like a lot of stuff happened in the beginning of our relationship and it's almost like you know we we met we got engaged and then really fast and then like the universe was like are you willing to work for it like do you want to like actually earn it here why don't I just give you like all this shit and then you can like you know see if you really want to if you if, if you really want it and so we like what we had all this like all these intense challenges come up for us and I like I there were times when like I didn't really feel devoted so much to him as like an individual as a person I felt like what got what got me to be able to be devoted to this relationship was being devoted to myself and to like doing to like not abandoning um the what, growth that I was right yeah, what felt right, what the growth that I felt I actually needed when I really looked at it honestly, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, like, I fall short here. Like, I, you know, don't listen enough. Like, he, you know, he's telling me I, I don't feel heard. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, I don't listen. And so it's not even so much about, like, like, I do care very much about his experience, which has to, you know, that matters. Mm -hmm. And, like, that did drive me. Like, there are some things where it's like, you, know, you love somebody so much that you're actually willing to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, if, if I didn't really care about him, I'd be like, ah, this person is an inconvenience to me. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Bye. Um, which we do a lot in friendships. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, I think why a lot of people don't have deep friendships. They, like, let them go really easily. Because um, intimacy is hard. But, yeah, I feel like to ground, to ground it in, like, what it 
actually means is like it means to show like devotion comes down to being um a beneficial force and like if you're committed to that then you can be devoted to the things in your life like if you care to be better if you care to do better if you care to like improve yourself if you care to like really enjoy your life and be um better than you've been before then like devotion is the natural so result like a of that commitment to your own evolution right yeah i guess where i get i mean because i shared a little bit about like my intimacy challenges currently yeah and like a big it sounds like well a couple things you're mentioning that i've been thinking about a lot is like being a we unit like mm -hmm. like when it's inconvenient i'm like for me my whole life of like my relationship is struggling or it's like inconvenient i'm like well the best thing for me is to move on to the next thing i'm gonna keep growing that way or mm -hmm. that's like kind of where i've always gone i'm like trying to confront is that the best thing because it's kind of a foreign idea for me but i realized that uh relationships require you to be there for the other person when they're down too or not adding to you i think uh, it's interesting because it's back to that conversation we had last or yesterday excuse me where devotion for me, I mean, I was single for five years and I was, I was casually dating before I met her. And for me, I was growing to be a better person. I thought I was at a point when I met her finally was, okay, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for this commitment. I'm ready to, to be devoted to a partner. And when we were, I went back to this idea of like, oh, now I have to share this home with someone. I now have to do this with someone. And so it was so hard for me to make it into that we unit but because of her devotion to us and really to her developing as a better person, vice versa, I, I stuck through it. And I thought, you know, cause I told her yesterday, I was like, you know, what, growing up, my parents kept buying me new things and that's their form of like, here, I love you. Here's this new object. Mm -hmm. And I, I told her the same thing with relationships where I grew up thinking, well, why am I going to settle for this individual when I know there's a new, you know, something better that I can learn, you know, later on in life with someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how I see relationships too. It kind of like you where it's like, well, I, I know that there's probably something better out there. Why settle? And I, for, with her, she's the first person that made me realize that it's, it's not so much settling anymore. It's okay. We, we're growing. We're growing as individuals in these, so to speak, dark corners. I've never let anyone else in and growing within that. It's like, I'm, I'm finding that new gift, that new love with her, where as opposed to, well, we're fighting. Why am I, why are we here? There's something better out there. We're, we actually, when we processed it, that new gift, that new love for me, that's what that devotion was for me. Mm -hmm. It was fun. It's a beautiful way to see relationships now where I don't, I'm not seeking something new. And granted, um, you know, we can connect to people. I'm attracted to other people as much as she is too. And there is that kind of like fiery feeling, you know, but at the same time, I'm thinking, I have that fiery feeling with her every time we process something big. So it's kind of the same thing for me. So anyway, that was my take. That was beautiful. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Do you remember the love languages? Uh, I've heard of it. I've okay. heard of it. Uh, well, like there's different ways people express love. It sounds like gifts is a, it's like a thing for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, no. Well, it was when I was growing up. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But absolutely. That when you were growing up, that's that, I think that was more your mom's love language. Your mom's love right. language, but it, it developed into my relationships. Where right, but your mom's love language is gifts, so that's how she shows her love. That's true. Your love language is words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And what else? What are the other? So there's so I'm I'm gifts. I'm quality time. Quality oh, time. acts of service and words of affirmation. I think maybe and you. His touch is the last one. He gives oh, right. he, he gives acts of service uh-huh. like that. His like his love language for giving love is acts of service, and I think he also like really appreciates receiving acts of service. Mm-hmm. Words of affirmation, he like doles them out. Like he's so good at it, and like he really requires that coming back to him. For me, those are not my love languages, <laughs> but I'm learning that they are his, and that like how much that impacts him. Whereas for me, it's like touch and quality time and gifts. Yeah, the other ones. <laughs> uh, but weren't you saying you're kind of saying like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or if it's you know, uh, like part of your identity was like in providing and like being. Right. I, I assume I connected the two things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the way that my parents, specifically my mom would do that, I would do that with my partners. I would buy them things too. And mm-hmm. thinking, well, this is my form of loving you. You know, and this was back in my early twenties where I just, I buy women things because I could afford it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that was my idea of loving someone because I grew up that way. And then I met this woman years ago where she said, I don't want your gifts. I want you. And, it's kind of like a frozen thing. And then I kind of developed myself into thinking that's right. And that's kind of how I got to her where it's like, I don't want to buy you gifts. You know, I want to provide for you, but I want to, I want to show you. I feel like you wanted to buy me gifts. Well, yeah, that's part of me. He's like, he was like, you shouldn't be riding around Bali in a not amazing helmet. I'm going to, he's like, give me your address. Where can I send a helmet to? I was like, you know, it's going to have to go through customs and like, he's like, I don't care. Yeah, it's still part of me. It's still a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm talk about this a little bit because it's another thing that's been like vulnerable for me because like um, I'm in a relationship now where for various reasons I'm providing in different ways in a way I've never before. Partly because through my entire 20s I was broke and I couldn't. And, was, I, and because of that, I had an ideal of like, oh, I, like men shouldn't pay for women or whatever. <laughs> that's not, that's disempowering or whatever. Or I don't need to buy affection, all that whatever nonsense. But now I'm doing it and it's like I've been finding it's a new level of vulnerability because I don't have unlimited money, certainly, and I'm like almost afraid of that becoming part of my value in a relationship. Even though I do think there is something, you know, quote unquote, masculine about material. Mm-hmm. And does that thoughts? Um, I I do agree with that. To I do I do agree with that. There's something about providing for a woman that it's just it makes you feel, for me personally it makes me feel more like okay I'm, I'm a man. This is what men supposed to do, and you know and recently it got to a point where it's like I, I need to feel that otherwise I just feel almost emasculated if I don't you know and it was difficult it was difficult not to be able to provide so I, mm-hmm. I do agree with it but at the same because time because you went to you had a jobless period right yeah I, I had a, a wonderful job where I was making really good money and I could just do whatever I wanted and I had to literally switch it mm-hmm. I mean it really quite quickly and it essentially it was like a part of my own element where I couldn't provide as much anymore, and I thought I'm losing who I am. But at the same time, I started developing more. You're now kind of building that as well. Yeah, I think it's a balance. If you, and this is from my experience, I think if you just provide that and you don't provide that emotional, uh, I guess so to speak, language. I, you know, I don't know how y'all say it, but then yeah, the, I feel like a woman would get so used to that that if you don't start, if you stop providing, then it, where is the other part of you? And I have experienced that too. I think what happened also for you, correct me if I'm wrong, is like you, he um, went, so he, um, he, his like financial situation changed right after we got 
engaged mm -hmm. and then he, um for a bit and then he like had to he had he had to deal with like so he was like he like flew me across the world and like had picked me up in a black car and like all of the, he was like you know rolling out the red carpet mm -hmm. and like he was like what do you need for your business let me get it and i and i was like oh baby like this one um i was like i can't but anyway <laughs> um then he couldn't do that stuff for a bit and like he um had to and i was like babe i think it's like the universe is trying to show you that you don't have to like mm -hmm. trying it's real because like he was like the other side of what you where you're at where you're like women empowerment like i shouldn't be doing this and like he was the other way of like i have to do this mm -hmm. and and now he doesn't and now he doesn't have to like, right. now you know you don't have to which is like I think where it needs to be is that like um that there's a balance um but sorry I'm yeah well, I'm then confused I'm getting like a little bit slow because I have like a very wiggly dog on my <laughs> yeah there's two dogs then now I'm like a um the okay I was thinking about this because we were talking about brunch about this couple we know where it seems like, like the guy's the breadwinner and the woman kind of just like supports him and he's very successful and awesome and he's great and like I was thinking about that, like that's kind of just basically what traditional uh, coupling has been throughout the years. And I was thinking about this too, especially in the relationship I'm in now, where I'm like, if I'm providing for both of us, almost like I don't want to put it this way, like that her side of it would be like making the home, right? Like that's how it was pre 1950s. But if she's also having a career, then it's kind of like an uneven balance, right? I don't know. I, I come up with that a little bit, and I haven't talked to you about it, but like he's. Like, new I, stuff. I was, <laughs> new relationship stuff. I was live on the podcast. <laughs> so like, I was. Um, I'm a photographer, as you know, and um, I have, I have quite a lot of business. Um, and it goes through its ups and downs, and especially when I'm like putting a lot of energy into it, it just like you know blows up, and then when I'm not putting any energy into it, it just dies down. Mm -hmm. And like when it dies down, and I don't like get real with myself about like okay summer it's time to like rub it back up it's time to like actually pay attention it's time to believe in yourself and like take this thing to the next level and i get a little bit down suddenly i'm like you know like making sure the house is super clean and like mm -hmm. doing all the grocery shopping buying things for home improvement and like really putting my attention on him and his well-being and waking up early and making him breakfast and all these things and then he, he told me the other day he was like he was like, you're not allowed to do anything to me for me for a week. You can't buy any new stuff for the house. Get your shit together, woman. <laughs> um, and like, I was like, fuck. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, what am I actually thinking? Like, I know he, work, he works a nine to five, which uh -huh. like leaves him with so much less flexibility than, than I have. Uh -huh. So then I go and take on all of these things to like make his life easier. But they actually take me a lot of time and energy. Right. It's like, like it's, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting yeah. to go to the grocery store go out into that fucking world go to the grocery store like pick out all this stuff bring it home cook the dinner think about what to cook make sure you have all the right stuff for it wash the dishes make the house you know it's exhausting to do all that stuff and like i i underestimate how much energy that actually takes to really support a person in their career and then also try to have your own career yeah and it wasn't until he was like girl like you can't be putting out because i was doing it as an escape and i think that there's this I think that um, a lot of people get in this thing where they do it as an, like a lot of women um, escape their own sense of value and worth and purpose by doing that. It's, and it's, it's like, they, 
they do it because they don't think that they can do something else. But I also think that men do escape their own as well when they go to work and they yeah. just it's the same thing. Yeah, just no, no, it's both sides. Yeah, so right, women will. Right, so there, there's like the there's like the toxic mimic on both sides. So the one I just described for women is like they they do all that because it's easier and they don't have to confront their greatness. Okay, mm-hmm. and then for men, they go and they do the breadwinning and they build the empire and they don't confront the intimate side. Like they're, they're not actually available for the kind of partnership that a woman wants, but she's being supported financially. And then there's the other way to look, there's the other way to do it, which is actually really in balance. If you do want to do that, like, and this isn't like a prescription for men and women. Like, I think everybody should make their own path, but, um, where the man is doing these like goal driven, um, like empire building, um, things out in the world. Uh, things that actually can be exhausting to the feminine, to a feminine being. Mm -hmm. Like we're really intuitive and flowy and like, we just don't necessarily want that. And so what she's doing is she's providing inspiration. She's providing grounding. Yeah. That's what we were describing in the couple of minutes. And then what he, what he provides for her is this sense of spaciousness and holding like a container for her. She may like be able to release her creativity because of that, or like really be her most feminine essence being because she's like cared for in that way, mm-hmm. then she can bring him so much admiration and respect, which drives him at work and allows him to go to work feeling like a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that is beautiful. But when it's like, when it's like one person's doing their job and the other person's doing their job and, and like either one of them is not seen as, as valuable as the other, then it like breaks down. I think um, you got to be a good like you got to be, you got to, in order to support a man, a woman has to feel very taken care of and supported. Right. And in order for a man to support a woman, he needs to be very supported in these different ways. Yeah. Like this kind of century goes back to like the we unit things. I think what a lot of modern liberal forward progressive people, it's like, it's a two income household. Everything's even, everyone does everything the same and everyone takes care of the house the same, which kind of ruins the whole point of human specialization. So you mm-hmm. might as well live by yourself if everyone's doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But like there is something, there was something before it became like a way to oppress women or before people started thinking that breadwinning was more valuable than homemaking. It was kind of like a synergistic thing that put you guys together. And it's not even, I would even like look at it beyond just breadwinning bread and homemaking. And I would look at it as like, um, like empire building and and like safety keeping like not safety maybe is the wrong word but like if you look back evolutionarily like it yeah. there's like a there's like saber tooth tiger fighting there yeah there's like there's a level <laughs> of like of like holding her limbic system so to say like that part of you as a woman that like doesn't function as well or like doesn't isn't able to like tap into her feminine gifts as much when she has to worry about survival uh-huh. so it's taking care of the Material reality. Material reality, holding space for that, creating a container. And then for her, it's like, it's like being that muse. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, when I get to be that, like, oh, it's such it's such a release from like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can get, like, I want to be, I want to have union within me, between my masculine and my feminine and have them support each other within myself as an individual. But I don't want to be operating in the world as overly masculine mm-hmm. like it just it's exhausting like it it's, tires me out i'm like 
I'm like not interested actually. Yeah, because you traveled the world for like five years by yourself, right? Four years. Four years. Yeah. And um, do you feel like well, how has it been different being in a unit unit with someone? Um, I mean, it's been different in like so like every way, so it's hard to answer that question. (laughs) In every way, oh, like let's just say with like business and like survival and stuff. Like, I guess you could probably take more risks in business now. I'm guessing. Well, I guess, like, I have been taking more risks. I just, for me, it's just being here, um, having somebody to, like, bounce ideas off of all the time, who, like, by the way, his insight has been so invaluable to my growth as an an entrepreneur, as a photographer. Mm -hmm. But, like, having somebody to, like, share a home with and like to bounce ideas with and like having this stability of being here has been amazing because when I was always moving I was always acclimating and I was always spending all my energy acclimating Mm -hmm. and um I don't know we'll have to see like we went through some big challenges though in the beginning so Mm -hmm. like we're sort of coming out of them it feels like to be fair i feel like all relationships go through challenges it's just we got all of them we got all of them at the same time but to be quite honest with you given the reality of it it was actually a successful way to come out you know i mean we did it quite well so anyway i'm really proud of this yeah and you know what this whole idea like okay the woman takes care of the man and man vice versa i think it also means for me and again everybody's different I enjoy when a woman goes out and does what she needs to do for herself. You know, like I could, I could be making a lot of money and just, you know, support both of us. But if I feel that my partner is just home and really not doing much for herself, it it kind of just sort of, I lose the attention on that. I I need that same back. And I think a lot of men are like that too, you know, because you just sort of, what's so valuable about coming home to that, you know? So but again, that's logistics for me. So I think what you're trying to say, if I'm, if I'm, gonna, I can just because we talked about it a lot. Yeah. Like, are you saying about how you want a woman who has passion for what she does? Right. right. It's not so much that she needs to be a breadwinner or like. Correct. Co- like she could be a yoga teacher. I don't care what it is, as long as there's passion in that. And that she's like, and that she's like going and taking risks in her life, and like excited, and like doing, and like expanding who she believes she can be and like really up-leveling and up-leveling because as a human being like mm-hmm. it just it sucks to like be somebody who's not doing that because you look at them and you think like wow you have such potential and you're like you don't believe in yourself mm-hmm. you're not realizing your like potential. how do you feel that's playing out for you like providing Uh-oh. uh well i mean i'm in a situation with i'm in a relationship <laughs> <laughs> So it's bad. a situation. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a situation too. Uh, she's definitely gonna listen to this too, <laughs> and like feel me squirm. Um, I'm in a relationship with someone who is also self-employed and has been very successful, but she's in a position where she could really use support in many ways. Um, and I'm actually able to provide, at least the way we live, I can provide for her. But it's like, yeah, it's just a new level of vulnerability for me. Mm-hmm. And a part of me is like, well, if I'm if I'm shelling out, just like to put it in crude terms, if I'm shelling out all the cash, shouldn't she be focusing her energy on all the things like to support me rather than building her own business? But why too? do you feel like that is needed? Like, well, I was just it's thinking like that, isn't that, isn't that the whole point? Like, or like, uh, like, like instinctually why... Why? Why there is like a, a jolt of purpose, like of when when you when you provide for a woman, it's like there is like a 
you know, there, there's something, it's not like she needs to pay for things if, if she's sure. feeding the energy or the inspiration or something. How do you what feel is, she should provide for you? If you could ideally think, like, what do you feel that would be ideal for you? Well, when I was thinking, when we were talking about this other couple that we know, I was like, okay, because I asked, like, does she work anymore? And mm -hmm. then she, and you guys were like, uh, oh, well, it seems like she provides, like, well, I don't know what you said, the spirit. You were here. Or the, oh. Mm -hmm. I think I said she provides oh, the energetic. I it was at brunch. The, like, the, like the energetic capital for his business. Yeah, like, she, she empowers like him and that makes him well, hypothetically be twice as productive, let's say. And that's like even better than her having her own job. Not that money's the only outcome, right. but like, you know. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, I mean, that's just, I was thinking about this the entire ride from brunch to your house here. Like, oh yeah, that is like kind of, that's one thing. I mean, if that was the thing, I would feel maybe more settled. I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Well, you said something about like, you get this jolt of purpose from it. What, uh -huh. is, what does it feel like for you what purpose are you contributing to when you um, do that, like, that, when you make those provisions for her? What do you mean? Like, when you provide for her financially, what's uh, the purpose that you're serving? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like what you were describing before of creating the, the, unit? the, the structure or taking care of the survival stuff, handling the material stuff. Um, that feels important. I mean... Not that I'm not saying women should stay in the kitchen at all, but it's like there is like a specialization <laughs> thing of like you know like the the corporate world is a lot more taxing on women because it was built for a male brain. Right. Like it's not healthy. It's not healthy for most men too, but it's like a, a hyper masculine environment. You know, like. Um, so you feel you're giving her the opportunity to tap into her to tap into what feels better for her in her feminine, like to potentially be, yeah. or, or, or a. Or Many that would, women that would, would feel good. Or some women. It's like a more, yeah, feminine role. And do you think that she um, feels empowered to be able to do that? Like, if she were to want to? I think or so. Think well, she feels, like, in our relationship, like... it's like, no, it's like, it's like new for, like, she had never considered being provided for a man. Like, her whole life, she's like not let men, she's not wanted men to pay for her and stuff. Right, right. It's kind of similar ideals to what I had. Um, but now she's like open to being feminine for the first time in different ways and receiving and relaxing and like not seeing it as like, Oh, the man is superior to me because he's like doing these things or directing certain things. Um, so it's like new for her too. Um, and I don't know, these are just like fears that come up for me. I wonder I if like her doing her business, like the way you said how she's pursuing her career. I wonder if that for her like feeds, um, like her passion or if like that actually is the thing that she would, if she had total freedom to like, Put her energy where she wanted to. I wonder if that would be the thing she would do. Probably. And I don't want to make it sound like I don't want her to have a career at all. Right. I was just, I was no, just no, thinking, because yeah, totally. like, actually, I'm very supportive of what she wants to do in the world, and I think it's amazing. I was just thinking, like, what am I so afraid of about being, like, the provider of another person? That's that's what it comes down to. It's like there'd be a deficit or, like, a net loss for my individual unit, which is probably not a good way to look at a relationship <laughs> in the first place. And I realized that, but this but is how my mind works. Totally. It's possible. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I wonder like, too, would you guys be open to like when her career starts to take off as much as yours or whatever, and she's got as much or more money than you, like, how would you feel about like, yeah, like the, the about the proportions float. changing? Right. And stuff? Or, well, like, that's the funny thing is like when she and I first started speaking about this before we were dating, I was sharing my views on like the polarity thing. And she was like, 
well, no, I mean, she was, she was more resistant to it. And I was like, well, I don't see it as a bad thing to be like a, a housewife. Like actually my dream is to been to have a, have, um, to sell my book, do really well and just be like a house dad and like just hang out with my kids all day. Like I've kind of wanted that for myself uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. as a guy. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I would love to be a house husband and you be like a famous photographer too. <laughs> like, I know. Well, I want to ask both of you guys, what would that do for your identity as men? I, I you, you can answer and there's no wrong answer uh-huh. here this really well there, there's certain because it's not it's not just about making money and taking care of the home it's just like a lot of house things i like doing like mowing lawns like when uh-huh. you guys said you had you guys had a lawn i was like oh i've had a lawn in a while i don't want a lawn um <laughs> a lawn to mow um i i think i would be a little challenged but it would be like it would, it would depend like if i had established my career and like made a mark on the world let's say i had a really like a famous book already then i could retire and like she can pay the mortgage i don't care but like if i didn't do that i think i would feel like i'm not really like because like she can make babies and stuff like what do i do other than yeah provide? <laughs> like, what's your purpose in yeah. this world <laughs> like my sperm isn't that valuable like i need to do something more <laughs> than that <laughs> it's so interesting how we see it that way I, I don't know i think we all need a purpose other than that which i'm sure you all can see but i can't imagine being just like a house husband i just can't imagine if I did really well and just kind of retire early, I still need to be doing something because I feel like we all need some sort of purpose, even even at retirement age, you know, like maybe there's, that's just how it is for everybody. There's no everybody. reason. I think like there's no reason to not be doing something. I think what I was asking is like if her career takes off and she's like, or babe, if my career takes off beyond and like I'm making like beyond what you're ever going to be able to make in corporate, mm-hmm. for example, would you how would you feel about like if i covered the bills and you like finally pursued i don't know some passion of yours like be fucking fantastic right like you still are and but you'd have to be like kicking ass on that and like really enjoying it why would i have to be like because i think otherwise you'd die maybe maybe not you know it all depends what you were just saying you would i think it would be i don't have to be fantastic i would want the opportunity to do it you know yeah and learn from it what i mean by like kicking ass at it is like you'd have to have some dedication to it and like it would have to be a practice and like you'd have to have discipline around it or else you just feel like you were like falling apart you know on the couch totally absolutely what about you ruan would you is there something you do i'd probably build furniture yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's actually my favorite like um well she makes fun of me because i've been in all i've all my relationships have been short term, but I've moved in with a lot of people, and I, I love mm. playing house and question, you know, in quotes, I like building furniture and like mowing lawns and stuff like that. Like I yeah. like I like doing that kind of thing, um, which leads me to my next question. Like it was like um, the th- like the thing that I struggle with is on the longevity piece of like merge merge. I don't know, like the like how did you guys know you were ready to commit? Like or like this was like the th- we weren't. We just did it. Or yeah. At least how I do it. I like to do things without thinking about them. <laughs> and but honestly, it plays out so well for me every single time I make you a decision. You said the most beautiful, beautiful thing to me one time. You said, "I know we didn't know each other that well at the time, but I wanted you to know that, regardless of what happened, that I wanted, like, that you wanted to take the chance with me, or that you wanted to like give it, give it everything." that's why you proposed also i think i had like put a little pressure on him about it. to propose 
I didn't expect him to propose right then, but he had been like, he had kept dropping these like hints about like he was going to propose in like a year or two. And I was like, I just want you to know I won't be dating you for a year or two. <laughs> I'm just dating you for a year or two. Like, I'm not trying to try this out or like, like, you know, audition to be your wife for a long ass time. Like I, if we don't know in six months in, like, I don't think that we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was saying that and he kept saying the two year thing. And I kept being like, you know, you're hurting my feelings at this point. You're not listening to me. <laughs> and then he was like, can you just trust me? Because apparently he was like planning it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, can you just trust me? I was like, okay, fine. And then we walk around the corner and there's these people dancing and like, they're like singing this fucking song. And Oh, but also men are much more. Wait, were, they, was they, were they randomly there or that was arranged? No, I was arranged. Oh, okay. He arranged it. <laughs> Random people are dancing. No, they're dancing in a circle around me. Oh. <laughs> but I also feel like men are much more logical and it takes them quite a long time to think this is not all men, but like it, it may take them a while to think, okay, this is the woman that I want to be with. And you know what? Not all men because totally, yes, because there are many people and you actually cited quite a few of them that you know where the man proposed to the woman in like two months and they've been married for 10 right. years. Like my own brother. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So I wouldn't, I mean, it's a stereotype to say that about men in a way. Yeah. But I fall, I fall in that category. Yeah. I always feel like I'm being dragged along or like, yeah. The pressure's on me. Like, what was it like, Micah, when you decided to touch by the ring? You're like, it's, I'm doing this. Um, you know, I, I put my logic aside and I thought, okay, this woman has come for me in a way I haven't had in, really, in any relationship. And I thought, I feel right. I feel like this is what I need to do. But yeah, there was this kind of struggle in me thinking like, well, this is, okay, this is it, you know? But I just, I made a set choice and I, I didn't really doubt it anymore. Because I thought to myself, if it, if it doesn't work out in the end, it's okay. I did this and I'll learn from it either way. Mm. But it was good. It was perfect. I mean, you know, it, it was. And the doubts just like, the pros really just outweighed the cons at that point. So it was a little logical. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> like, Net positive. It, was. It, really, it really was. It's funny, when I first met you, like, so I didn't think he was logical at all. I was, like, actually, I was actually, like, the one where I was, like, I think, um, Micah, we might need to be more logical. As it turns out, though, he's, like, far too logical for my preferences. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he was actually being logical by, like, letting us fully feel our feelings in the beginning and letting us, like, dive into uh, them. Who's, like... The logical move is to the logical, feel your feelings. Yeah, he was like the, he was like the logical. I'm like that a lot with. He was feelings, like the logical so like, move is to not hold back and be too scared, but uh-huh. to, but the logical move is to actually like fully enjoy this time where all the serotonin is flowing and like right. like really like see how deep we can get in that time and like be real with each other. That was his logic, and I was like, I don't know if this guy can see things realistically and it was like no he can he's just doing it anyway yeah oh yeah because like when uh when we were hanging out and you and she's gonna go visit you yeah uh when she said you're you're like you were flying her out across the road i was like that is like next level i'm setting an uber for you <laughs> <laughs> like what a baller yeah. move that was pretty baller i gotta say yeah. i played probably a big part in some things it was like that first well, you hung out for a week at first time? Or? No, we hung out for a weekend, and then I went to see my dad, and then we hung out the next weekend as well. Okay. We planned a two-week And, like, how, how was it that you went from that to, like, get we're getting married? I think it was, like, the first weekend that we hung out, like, we were, I said to him, I was like, I really want to pursue this. And then. This being the relationship. Yeah, and then he was like, 
Yeah, like he's always like trying to say some logical shit, you know, no, <laughs> underneath his heart is like, me too. He's like, yeah, like, we'll just like do this for a while, see how it goes, maybe like, the, and I was like, no, I was like, if we're, if, we're, if we want to pursue it, like, I was like, I, you know, I live in temporarily in Bali, which I've been living temporarily places my whole last four years. I was like, I'm not, it's not like I have to like, like quit my job and da 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 da. I was like, so I can actually just move back to the United States. And I think I would do that rather than drawing this long distance relationship out forever. It's not like I'm tied to where I'm at. And he was like, worried about that. You know, he was like, are you sure? I was like, He's like, you're not going to be resentful. I'm like, I literally am giving nothing up to do this. <laughs> so I was like, I, if it doesn't work out, I can just go back. No big deal. So I just moved. I, I, he was like, well, I could transfer, you know, to any major city. Because you didn't want to live in Boston. No, he didn't want to live in Boston. Yeah, I didn't okay. want to live in Boston either. Like, he's and uh, LA was just... And I was like, medium. you know, New York or LA. And LA, I have a lot of friends and stuff. And he was like, I think LA sounds great. I want to surf. I want to be in the warmth. So we did it. Sweet. And um, so we had that plan. And then I, the plan was like a longer term plan, like for him to move out. Um, but then I um, moved here and then we got engaged and then he went and he was, and he gave three months notice to his job. And then, is that okay if I say something about that? Sure. He gave three months notice to his current team because he was going to transfer the LA team. And then, um, and then his boss had like an ego attack and said, well, why don't we let today be your last day? And so it was like, okay, why don't you just move out here now? <laughs> so then he moved out here now. That's why that happened so fast. Gotcha. Yeah. How do you feel about the speed? I think it's... Because well, like you, you guys have been together not even six months. Not right. six months. Six We've months. been together six months. months. And you got engaged at three months? I don't believe in... I don't believe in conventional relationships. I think that's a, me personally. Not everybody's the same way. I'm speaking for myself here. I think that's a little crap. I think this What's a little crap? this Tell us. conventional way of like, well, you need to know someone before you do this. I I, under, I see the rationale behind it, but to me, it's I, why do that? You I know, have something to say. Sure. Why why do that? Like, I enjoy kind of just digging myself right in, and if it doesn't work out, great. I just keep on moving. You know. I was gonna say if we weren't if we didn't get engaged before all that shit went down, we wouldn't still be together. I guarantee you that. We wouldn't. But not everybody's like there. People can be a little more pragmatic in that way. Yeah, but so. you know what? Like, we hit some shit, and, like, if we didn't already have that established between us, I don't think we would have made it. Yeah, that's, like, a big thing. I mean, rings cost a thing, Facebook right. announcements or social. Yeah. Like, We've had yeah. to explain a lot. No, that's, <laughs> it's not even because of that. It's because, like, actually has nothing to do with any of that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It was It was because... You'd made a commitment. It was because we made i made for me, it was like I'd made a commitment. And also it was because like because he meant so much to me for asking me. Mm. Like for asking me to marry him. Like he immediately like that took it from where it was to him like being literally like I I don't want to make it sound like marriage is like okay, this is gonna sound really cheesy. But he became like my knight in shining armor. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't have been otherwise. And I'd have been like, fuck this guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He really like he really got deep into my heart for doing that. And and I think probably I got deep in his heart for saying yes and for continuing to show up. So like I don't think we'd be together if it weren't for that. Like that was like a blessing that like we that we decided to like, rush into it. Mm. Because we 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 knew we didn't know each other that well. Like we already knew that, but we were like, 
this is like, this is us saying, you know, we know shit comes up between people. We know that we're going to find out more about each other. We know we're not going to like all of it. We already know we're like adults. We know that it's not going to continue feeling this way. We know all that. But this is my commitment to you that I'm already, that I already want to do this, all of that with you. No matter what. Mm-hmm. Till death to his part. No, because we, could, because we could call it off and uh-huh. like, or we could get divorced or whatever. It's not like no matter what, but like it's, it's an intention setting and it's a commitment well, to, to be fair, doing think, our best. I think with my, do with my past, and that's probably like another podcast to talk about. I feel like I was more understanding about your emotions given where I came from. Mm-hmm. So where'd maybe, you come from? Well, <laughs> the, the, the history of my life, I, I feel like I can relate more to her emotions. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I sometimes I. Don't. Wait, what's the part of your history? You don't have to tell my whole story. Uh, well, <laughs> it's it's uh, so like it's more like. Well, I wasn't born this way, so I transitioned to being a man six years ago, and pre before that, as as a, as a woman, my emotions were kind of a. I can relate to your emotions, right. and now I'm like, oh, I, I see, I see why you're like this, and why men. Or some way now because my my brain kind of just just switched when I transitioned. So mm. I feel like I understand a little more. Or maybe. Maybe okay. Maybe not. <laughs> so so he's trans, as you just said. Mm. And sometimes I get this feeling like um, like well, I thought when we first got together that like maybe I was taking the easy way out because like you would understand me so much better. But I actually don't think that's true. Oh wow. Okay, that is the first. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm serious. Like, I think that you, um, I think that you, like, sim- like, I think that you have, like, you remember it, and you're like, oh, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I hate that. I'm so glad I don't have to be like that anymore, or something like that. I don't, I don't think that's, a, but yes, in a way, I, I, but I still relate to it. I still understand, and I also do understand why men can't understand women a certain way. Like, for example, for men, we, we go to work, right? And let's say we, I did have wife at home you know the woman emotionally needs that attention where men i feel like in general they just okay i just i did a long day i just want to relax i don't want to be more intense at home talking about emotions all the time so it's it's tough because women are more relatable through emotions where i feel men are more relatable logically generally speaking right at least i am now whereas before it was all about emotions now i'm like oh logically i'd rather i'd rather go this way I have to say that most men that I've dated, though, have been more, like, lenient about me just getting all emotional. Well, then again, your history. Right. Given, given the men you've met, yes. Totally. But, and then you're like, I don't want to hear about your emotions until you've, like, actually, like, looked at what's really going on. Uh-huh. Because otherwise you're just exploding all over me. <laughs> did, did you did you feel your personality change drastically, or? It, it did. Like um, I... Uh, I, I kind of say quite a bit to, to folks, but to me, I, I use this very, very simple way of try, trying to help people understand this, where as a woman, to me, two plus two equals four, right? But mm-hmm. why did it equal four? Like, why? I don't understand why can this equal that? Whereas now as a man, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, two plus two equals four. Great. Let's move on. So for me, it's more simple now. And uh-huh. like, let's just look at what, how can we fix it and move on? Whereas before it was like, how do why are we fixing a problem? Why is the problem existing? Where did this problem come from? Uh-huh. Where I just want to okay, let's fix it and move on. Gotcha. I actually really enjoy it now because it's just less emotional and more 
you know, rational, pragmatic. Practical. Yeah, really. <laughs> practical. Uh-huh. I love that how men thinks that think that like emotional processing is not practical. Well, I mean, no, I mean, no, well, it's, <laughs> hold on, no, but it, it, like, by definition, is it? Like, if you're if you're trying to get if you're trying to do math. Yeah, right? but if you like keep having the same problem over and over again, and you just keep moving on from it, right, that's but, not practical. No, no, no. But we're talking about math, right? <laughs> <laughs> about two plus two. Well, I'm just. We don't have to. We don't have a heart. But I mean, I, I'm sure. so curious though. Like, is it like? The testosterone is that what changed your, oh, yeah, your personality? Absolutely, um, it changed everything. It even even my intimacy level. It's I you know I see now why men are much more loose sexually because the the intimacy is so much more intense. It's kind of it's just it's just different, you know. So and it's more so. I mean, what do you mean by what do you mean by like it's more intense? Well, like um, and again, I'm I'm only speaking for myself. I don't know, right? Yeah. But you know. Before transitioning, when I was intimate with a woman, it was much more emotional based, much more, let's talk about our feelings afterwards. Let's uh-huh. talk about how we are, who we are. And I related to that. Uh-huh. Where now, and I'm not saying all the time, but for the most part, even before her, when I was single, I could easily have sex and move on. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, I just want to, if I'm turned on, I want to just do it and get it over with. Uh-huh. So it's different in that sense where... I wasn't like that before. Now I am. Now it's like turned on. Let's have sex. I don't want to talk about emotions afterwards. Ah, you know. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite powerful to see both sides and why women sometimes, or at least the women I dated, sometimes feel this like, oh, well, he's not listening to me afterwards, and I'm thinking, well, it's not their fault. It's uh-huh. it's just the way the brain works. You know, at least for me, it did. so it does. I think. Right? I don't want to say so. At least with you. I don't feel like you like have a problem talking about emotions. I don't with you because you're bringing it out of me. But when I'm dating casually, dating oh right, me, right, right. Yeah, it's it it's was like a burden. Well, it's I wouldn't say burden. It's just I. It got to the point where it's like I don't, I don't want to talk about this, you know. And it, and it actually scared me too. I'm thinking, holy hell, like I, and now at a point where as a man, I really don't want to talk about feelings right after sex. Like I'm tired. I just had sex, whereas. As a lesbian, it was like, oh, let's talk about it afterwards and let's connect, you know? I just wanted to sleep after sex now, you know? So it's a big difference. It really is. And that's just one part of it. So, yeah, it's quite fascinating, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, that that could be another interesting story. (laughs) It could be be a whole podcast. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. But I want to say I could relate to it. It's really interesting, though, actually, listening to, um, like, I honestly think like the world, our society has so much to learn from trans people because mm-hmm. there's nobody else like that has um, experienced like uh, the differences in like how the brain, how their chemistry affects your behaviors and thought patterns. Yeah. And like, I, like you can tell me about it. I can read about it. Like I, you can explain it to me, but like you can't, you can't even explain to me the way he can because he doesn't know that I don't feel the same way. Right. Like, he doesn't know what I don't feel that's similar. Right. You know what I mean? Or you yeah. don't, I mean. Because, like, for you, you probably take a lot of things for granted as given, and so do I about my experience. Whereas, like, Micah is like, let me, let me like, actually tell you, it's, it, it feels like this one way, and it feels like this whole other way, this other way. And it yeah, it's yeah. it's so Mike, it was, you know both realities. You've been in both realities. I've been in both realities. Yeah, it I, is very I, interesting, and I'm very happy where I'm at. <laughs> uh-huh. I will say that it's 
definitely have a preference. I definitely have a preference. It's a lot less stressful. So <laughs> Yeah, I think I think something that I've learned is that um like I I've always looked at men and I felt like, man, they just like don't like they're just not they're just like so cool. They're like just not burdened by like all of these like insecurities and fears and all this all these things. Like they're just like like they'll give you their jacket because like cold doesn't even really bother them that much. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're like willing to carry the heavy stuff. It doesn't because it doesn't like. But for me, that's like super burdensome, and I'm like tortured by it. And I realize like being a woman is like in many ways it's just like a shit ton of discomfort. You're always thinking about how your body feels when you're sitting. You're like when you're walking, you're like cold. You're like cold all the time. <laughs> you're like constantly worrying about like what this person is thinking or whether they're at, mad at you or like and these are just things that like men are not thinking about men yeah. are not thinking about whether the person's mad at them <laughs> they're not bothered by the cold <laughs> like things are just not as uncomfortable your body's not as uncomfortable like just kind of like chilling yeah that's why i mean there's all the more reason why men should be provided yeah exactly <laughs> have, like less things to do because like women sure, are so like, like literally tortured i i don't i mean i i'm starting to realize this yeah now. well i think like women are under particular pressure being that women have to fit in a male paradigm mm-hmm. it's like they, i mean going back to like they have to do both roles mm-hmm. especially if you're a single woman then you have to be your own masculine yeah and then you have to be like feminine so that you can like attract a man but yeah. like same time you're like busting your ass hustling and you're like in masculine mode and like you're yeah. not attractive and it is it is a trade you can't really do it's hard to do both like mm-hmm. a lot of yeah anyway yeah i feel for men too because men are also expected to like show up in a the way different responsibilities yeah yeah or expectations rather yeah. Yeah. yeah it always comes back to that for us when we yeah. talk so do you guys know when you're getting married? Uh, we're supposed to get married next year around this time. Yep. Cool. Probably Costa Rica. Probably Costa Rica. Why Costa Rica? We never, neither of us have ever been there. And um, so like neutral ground. And okay. we, we don't want to get married in the U.S. <laughs> Why? Uh, Super cliche. Cliche. Man. I'd rather have a destination wedding anyway. Yeah. Logically. It uh, there's nowhere sense. here that I really like that much. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? When are you getting married? <laughs> so, I mean, I've never, I've never thought about it. I've, I've, I've most of my life I assumed I, I kind of decided I wasn't, and then now, then I more recently, like I'm more neutral. Like I, it's not in any way an ambition of mine. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, it would be something I would do for someone if she really wanted to. But I don't really, really Ooh, want to. You see, but women can pick up on that too. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's true. I mean, I'm not nice, hiding that part. It's nice you know? though that you're not like against, but you're like, okay, I'd. But see, even if you're willing to do that because she really wants to, it's still always gonna for a woman like that's not enough. Like, she'll always feel like I want you to want it as much as me. I want you to want it as much as me. Right, right. That's what's never enough for women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, can you just be my ally? Aren't you on my side? Why aren't you on my side? No, you're on your side. You're on your side. You're like, yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> done with that <laughs> cool well is there anything else you guys want to share devotion in action um do you feel like we covered devotion enough do you feel i don't like... know i mean uh, i think we we you know we like went around it a little bit yeah, yeah. went around it i Can't mean really, like, it, it is an abstract concept yeah. of like uh kind of ideals and relationship being at least what i've taken from this these two conversations with you now is like making it bigger than the immediate thing like, I don't know. It's maybe obvious, but 
it is a newer idea for me personally. <laughs> I think I like there's one point where I realized that relationship is one of my greatest spiritual practices, mm-hmm. especially relationship with a person who shows up to the same degree that I do. And so I was like, I found that person who shows up to the same level as I do, like who's as willing. And so like, it's, it's it, like re- my relationship with him is one of the best ways I grow. So why would mm-hmm. I not be devoted to that? As a best which, reason for devotion. Which is not even like, it's not like I'm devoted to you because I worship you, right. and, you know, because you're the best person in the world, which I love you and you are great. <laughs> but it's, you know, to like be rational about it. It's uh-huh. like, I want to be the most expressed, most embodied most you know like realized person that i can be and if i've got somebody in my life who is continually um their very presence and our interactions are contributing to that then why not take care of that relationship and like keep letting it teach me mm-hmm. and you know mine's simple devotion is like being a better person for that partner yeah so <laughs> Thank you. That actually works. That's actually the easy way to say what I was saying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for letting me peer into your relationship, guys. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to catch the rest of my work, go to Rwando.com. Catch me on social media at Rwando. And please do not forget to subscribe.